Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Point of Insanity Game Studios Geekery in General Podcast. I am Al, and today it's time for another 16-bit flashback. For today's episode, we're going to take a look at a Sega Genesis title called Gain Ground. And again, I am playing this on the uh, Sega flashback console, so if the music sounds off or sounds different than the version that you remember, that's why. So, one of the reasons that I decided to do this game, and this actually was one of the reasons I got my Sega flashback system, is this game does have some certain memories for me. I remember when I was younger, I had a group of friends in the next city that I used to play Dungeons and Dragons and other role-playing games with. Ah, uh, yes, and this was during the carefree days of high school, back before having to worry about, you know, a full-time job and a family. So it was fun, usually on Saturday, sometimes on Sunday. Uh, my friends and I, we'd get together to play role-playing games. And the basement of the place we usually met at, he had uh, his video games down there. He, I think he had an NES, and then I know he had the Genesis. And Game Ground was one of those games that we would occasionally play while we were waiting for people to show up. Because, let's face it, every game group is going to have that one or two people who usually show up about a half hour later than everyone else. Well, our group was no exception. We would have people who would sometimes show up a little late. So we'd crank out the Genesis and play some video games. And like I said, Game Ground was one of the games we played. I will have to say I did gain a little bit more appreciation for this game as I played it later. Even though it looks fairly simple, it's just kind of your basic run-and-gun type game, it does have some interesting play mechanics going for it. One of them, like we can see with this guy throwing the spears, is that you have two different types of attacks. For most characters, you have your main attack, which is just a little pea-shooting gun that has a pretty crummy range, but this is where the strategy comes in. Some of the characters, such as this one here, their alternate attack, you'll see there's an H there. And then some of them it has an L, and that basically means high or low. So the reason that you have to be aware of this is that some attacks can't go through certain barriers. Like you see my spear here can't go through the barrier. There we go. But, of course, with your high attack, it does go over. So that actually is very important because you need to have those characters with their high attacks in order to clear certain stages. The other thing that I thought was always kind of fun about this game is as you go through the levels, you get the different characters, each with their own special attack as well as their uh, own speed. Another thing that was strategic about this game is some characters were right-handed, some were left-handed. So you, you had to keep that in mind because you could actually clear a stage a little easier sometimes with a left-handed character than with a right-handed. And I'm getting sandwiched in here, so 
Time to start killing some dudes. There we go. I always like this guy, the spear guy. I'm not sure what his name is. I think that the instruction manual had names for each of the characters, but this character was actually pretty cool because he was fairly fast, which was always helpful. And then, of course, he has his uh, high attack as well as his low attack. Oh, man, I hate it when he dies. Because, again, let's say, like, you know, this guy here. Eh, not sure really what he's supposed to be, some kind of hunter. He almost kind of looks like Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly. His own real advantage is he's, his attack always just goes up. So that actually can also be very helpful as well, because... Sometimes if you do have a character whose attack only goes to the towards the top of the screen, that can make it easier to get around certain obstacles while trying to shoot your opponents. Here we go. I almost kind of like the music in this game as well. I've only gotten to, like, stage I think 3 was the furthest I've ever gotten. But, I'd have to say for a Genesis game, this had one of my favorite musical scores. The other one being Fantasy Star 2, and then I also liked the music for the Sonic the Hedgehog games as well. Oh yes, that's another thing that's strategic about this game, is you always have to be aware of the range that your enemies have for their attacks. And sometimes you have to kind of do a little fancy footwork in order to mess up their aim so that you can get in and do what you need to do. But yeah, as I was saying, I did like the musical score for this game. Usually, I don't know why, but for some reason the Sega Genesis, a lot of the musical scores, they don't resonate with me as much as some of the NES ones. Oh, I never really liked this stage. Again, not saying that all Sega Genesis games have bad music, but some of them just, usually if you compare them side by side with the Nintendo equivalent, you know, for games that were released for both systems like you know, Street Fighter 2 or Mortal Kombat, usually the Nintendo soundtrack is going to rate a little higher than the, the Genesis one will. Yeah, because with this stage, it's kind of tricky because you get in there and you got a ton of guys throwing knives at you. So if you want to get both of the allies in this stage, you have to do a little careful planning. Let's see if I can pull it off. As I said, you can easily pick off these guys over the wall. But you got to make sure that you leave one enemy still there. Because there's two ways to complete a stage in this game. Uh, the first one is you can get all your characters to the exit. And the other option is to destroy all the enemies. This guy here, he's got like a flamethrower, bazooka-like thing that has a really long range. The only problem with that particular character is he is painfully slow. So again, this is where I you know, was saying before, you gotta try to 
pick off that guy. I know it can be done. There we go. So now I can go and get the other ally. And make my way to the exit. There we go, now I just gotta pick off that last guy. There we go. And this stage, this is an example of a stage that can be really easy if you have the right character. Uh, the woman here has got her boomerang, which splits off into two directions, so... You play your cards right, you can just kind of go straight up the middle and toss boomerangs at people. And this, she has the example of the weapon where, like I said, it's just this little pea shooter. There we go, easy peasy. Or as I say at my son's school, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Yeah, and that's another thing where it helps to have the faster characters is because... You know, you gotta make sure that you'll be able to you know, outrun the attacks that the enemies throw at you. Here's another area where it's kind of strategic with the way the game works is sometimes you do have characters that you really like because they have further attacks or maybe they're really fast. So you have to decide, do I want to use my best character right away to try to clear out as many of the enemies as possible, or do I want to have some, well, for lack of a better term, sacrificial lambs. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I hate this thing in the middle of the stage there. Okay, you sit tight there, whoever you are. We'll come and get you. Yeah, there's these magic-using characters, and they have their little fireball they shoot that just goes in the straight line right in front of them so unlike a lot of the characters there you don't have to worry about the whole left-handed right-handed ouch okay maybe I won't take the time to defeat that guy in the middle because I don't want to lose all my guys and that's actually one thing you do have to be really careful with, because with, there is a time limit to this game. And one thing I found out the hard way is that... Ouch. One of the things I found out the hard way... Oh, great. This is the guy I was talking about where... I said he's got that nice long-range attack, but he is painfully slow. Okay, well, this character's fairly fast, so we should be able to get out of there. But as I was saying, there's a time limit, so you got to be careful on that because let's say that you've got eight characters in your party and you're only able to get two out before the time limit expires, well then, those are the only two characters that you have for the next stage. So that's another thing that makes this game kind of challenging is you pretty much have to get everyone out, otherwise you lose them.
Yeah, that's another thing. It's like you gotta watch the arc of the their weapons there, cause. I like this spear guy. Like I said, he's probably one of the better characters in the game. There's also another character I really like. He looks kind of like a blonde dwarf or viking with a bow. He's pretty cool too because, you know, again, he's got that speed and I think he actually has really good range with his bow. Another thing you always got to do with this game is you got to really be, pay attention to how many enemies are left. Because sometimes there's enemies that don't show until you get to a certain area. Ha! Finally gotcha. Like, I believe when you come up here, you get ambushed by those enemies there. Ouch. This is the guy I was talking about. Like I said, he looks like he's either a viking or a dwarf with a bow. But he is pretty awesome. Get another one of the magic using guys. The magic users have some interesting secondary attacks. Like that one had that just got out, had that little fireball he throws. This guy has the shield that helps protect you from melee uh, fighters. This guy is kind of interesting. Got a gun guy who shoots guns to the left and right. Just kind of that little spinny thing. Again, this guy would be a lot cooler if he had a high attack instead of a, a low attack, but what are you going to do? There we go, the lady with the grenades. I gotta watch it, I'm running low on time. That's another thing that can be frustrating about this game is sometimes you've got like... You know, your range is... It just seems that the enemies are just always a little bit out of your range. So you got to be really careful in some areas. And hopefully I can complete this stage without losing too many of my characters. That One of the things that does suck about the boss fights here is since it's the last stage, you can't get any characters back if they die because there's no exit. Instead you just got the boss there so you gotta defeat the boss and then hope for the best. That would be nice so if you did beat the boss with a captured companion by you that you could at least get him back. Now I believe this game does actually have a science fiction setting which you really wouldn't know just by watching the first few stages. Um, as I recall, it's something about there's a computer program you enter because the computer is going haywire. Because uh, you get different enemies from different time periods as you go later in the game. So, two-headed demon guy spitting fire. Yay, okay, so that's the first 10 stages of Gain Ground. If you have ideas for other games you'd like to see me do for an 8-bit flashback, or especially with uh, the Genesis flashback unit that has 40 games on it, uh, certainly 
you know, send me uh, an email either through my website or contact me through the Point of Insanity Game Studio on Facebook, and I will certainly be interested in doing uh, an 18-bit or a 16-bit flashback. Well, thanks again for joining me. I hope you enjoyed the show, and thanks for watching. Please share the show on your social network of choice. Have a good evening or morning or afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are, and happy gaming.